Hello, my name's Charlotte Watts. This podcast was recorded at one of my live events, so either at a workshop, retreat or course that I was running. You can see details of these at my website, charlottewattshealth.com or join my Facebook group, Charlotte Watts Calm. I hope it's helpful to you. Okay, so several things. One is we do not live in the wild. Our food goes through massive... So the question is, what do I think about supplements? Um, We live in systems of centralized distribution. So our food does not come from our ecosystem. We are not growing our own food, plucking it out from the end of our garden. Um, It goes through a whole bunch of other stuff, and it'll often go, you know, around the world before getting to us. Which means for for instance, for vitamin C, that means once something's plucked from a tree or a plant, its levels of vitamin C, which are water soluble, go down pretty darn quickly. So even it said that an orange in a supermarket will have as little as no vitamin C in it. Also, our food will often come from soil that's pretty depleted and is fertilized with NPK fertilizers, which are nitrogen, phosphorus. K, potassium, only, and very few trace minerals in there. And that's, you know, hard to know and variable. Also add in, with psychosocial stress, we are running our systems at a higher rate, which means in... Sorry, sorry, Felice, I am going to talk about the Krebs cycle. (laughs) (laughs) She's not here to roll her eyes at me. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Within each of our cells, we have what are called mitochondria, which are essentially our power stations. Um, And they are producing our currency called ATP, adenosine triphosphate. And that is happening absolutely continually as part of simply being alive. So within the Krebs cycle, we have, we can either use carbohydrates, proteins, fats as substrates to produce energy. Those all depend on particular conversions within it. And each of those use coenzymes, cofactors to bring that to the next part of the process, for instance. So a lot of that reliance is on B vitamins, um, which includes folic acid, magnesium, zinc, Uh, But also something called called coenzyme CoQ10, which is kind of like a spark plug uh, within that as well. So what happens when we're running our systems at a higher level? We're going more into the sympathetic nervous system response. We're being more excitatory or even our brain is going faster. We're using up and creating more energy. So we're using up particularly more B vitamins, magnesium, zinc, vitamin C. So often people who are upregulated in terms of stress or in sympathetic dominance are simply using up more of those. So a lot of the symptoms that get called stress-related symptoms are around deficiencies, particularly things like B vitamins and magnesium. So if you were in Europe and you were having panic attacks, the doctor would say, ah, that's likely to be a magnesium deficiency and give you a bunch of magnesium. So a magnesium deficiency is because magnesium is a mineral that works massively within the parasympathetic nervous system, the calming tone of the nervous system, and it's also used up 
in the sympathetic, in the fight or flight. So it engage, like calcium, it works with calcium, it's an electrolyte mineral, it works with calcium to engage and contract muscle and to release it again. So we use up loads of magnesium in the stress response in many, many ways. That's, you know, but it's in many, many metabolic pathways, hormonal pathways, et cetera, et cetera, neurotransmitter pathways, because it's used up at such a rate of knots. And it is said, it's said that kind of 76% of the population is deficient in magnesium. And that's by the usual scientific paradigm, not about optimum nutrition, what we need to optimally function, but the RDA, what we need on a basic level to not have a deficiency on a daily rate. And the deficiency symptoms for magnesium are anxiety, agitation, racing mind, insomnia, IBS, and muscle cramps. So it's everything where the nervous system is not able to go into the parasympathetic. So it's a really important part of particularly what I do is to give an underlying of of magnesium to start and all of the things that it cofactors with. So it tends to work um, in what's often called the holy trinity of magnesium, zinc and B6. So part of the reason I will often use supplements is partly to bring people down off the ceiling um, and things like taurine, it's an amino acid which works within the GABA system, the gamma amino butyric acid. We need magnesium to produce that neurotransmitter I talked about that was the stilling the mind one. Taurine, the amino acid works with that as well. Um, so there's a whole kind of bunch of things I may work with. Glycine is an important neurotransmitter that often comes attached to magnesium. We need glycine. Again, it's an inhibitory, it's an amino acid, but it's an inhibitory neurotransmitter. It also works directly as a neurotransmitter and it brings us down. It's inhibitory, opposite of excitory. And we need glycine to keep us asleep. So it's one of the, it's one of the amino acids that puts us into that um, not moving state we have when we dream, REM, sleep. That's what's one of the things that neurotransmitter is responsible for. So I will often give people magnesium glycinate for that reason. Then there might be things like probiotics because the microbiome can be so disturbed in modern life and with stress and with um, sugars and antibiotics and steroid hormones in the mix. And then I very often will give omega-3s and I do not mean in plant form, but definitely in a more direct form that doesn't need lots of conversion. So yeah, it's a whole host of things that are often predicated not just on what is not within our food, but is also in a need that is set up by the body in response to modern living and or to trauma often. And it might, but it might be years of deficit. So if you add in, for instance, someone on a vegan diet who's had a lot of stress and trauma, that combination can tend to make someone incredibly zinc deficient. So I'd be looking out for that. And I work with a lot of vegans. And it's not to say don't be vegan, but it's like, okay, how can you be an intelligent vegan? Because we are, we are omnivores. But it's an you know, important ethical choice for those who do it. And it needs support, particularly if there's stress, trauma in the mix. 